and live we are, everybody knows, every Tuesday night at 8, it's time for another insightful, sometimes exciting edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy, MCW Pro announcer, Larry Legend. And I'm Tara. And I am Platinum Nat. Former guest of the MCW cast. Absolutely, happy to be here as a guest host. Yes, indeed, we're happy to have you. Yeah, and speaking of exciting episodes, Larry, last week was certainly exciting. We had the legendary Chad Austin in studio with some colorful conversation. Nat, you probably would have enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I remember a lot about Chad from back in the day, in the early days of MCW, and even MEWF before yes, that. Yes, well, Chad has certainly lived the life, that's for sure, and he was highly entertaining. And if you missed that, you can, of course, catch that on all the mo- major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox. And, of course, watch the uh, live in-studio version on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Yes, indeed, an insightful and, and, I mean, in a word, legendary episode and guest in Chad Austin. Uh, Funny thing about uh, Chad, uh, when I was, uh, I guess, helping out at the old Bone Breakers, a lot of the times I would find myself kind of figured into not necessarily the training, but kind of like when training was over, we would just like kind of like play around, like mess around. And I remember Chad used to always want to do these kind of like, Georgia Championship, eight-man tag, television, (laughs) taping, like, as if we were doing that with the ring. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times he would get me involved up to and including having me kind of be, you know, do, like, take some bumps or, 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 you know, get a little Mm -hmm. shine. And it was when uh, one of these times, and it was like an eight-man tag where it was uh, Chad, uh, Romeo Valentino, uh, Keenan Creed, and... Probably lunchbox, lunchbox, oh, sure. probably lunchbox against, uh, you know, a team of ham bones, mm-hmm. a- as we were called. And I was one of the ones in there. And I remember uh, at one point, Chad told me to start firing up on him. And, you know, I learned how to take bumps from mm-hmm. Bruiser and Earl and everyone, mm-hmm. but I never really learned how to, like, deliver any any strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the moment, Chad uh, said, come on, fire up on me, do something. And uh, the only thing that I could... I, I, or the, my first instinct was to do kind of like the Mongolian Kamala style <laughs> chops. Um, and, uh, Chad, Chad worked with me, you know, he yeah. sold them and, you know, um, once he, he, you know, registered the first one, I was like, okay, I'm working with something here. You know, I got him in the corner and I started giving him more of them, uh-huh. uh, up until the point that eventually he turned it around and I think right. Keenan came off the top on me. Uh, but this is all going somewhere. I actually, Somehow or other found myself wrestling. I was just going to bring that up. On Halloween yeah. night, I found myself wrestling in a battle royal, and I didn't do much. But, I, you know, my training from the early days of Bonebreaker stuck with me in that moment. Here it is, 2021. I find myself in a battle royal, and I've got to, like, you know, defend myself and act like I know what I'm doing. I've got nothing but all eyes on me. And my time with Chad in the old Bonebreaker's ring came right back to me and you know, three or four guys got, you know, that that Jimmy Cicero Hassa, you know, style <laughs> uppercut or that, you know, Kamala falling tomahawk chop. And it was silly. Um, but I was able to have that fun. Any and, thumb to the throat, Muda you know style? What, you know what? 
It's been a long time since I've been in the ring. Everything happens so fast. There's so many, you know, bodies around you. You're kind of like, let me watch my back here. I got to act like I know. So I didn't I didn't do, get any thumb shots in there. No, no thumbs to the bum, as Steve Carino would give, you know, because a lot of times yeah. when it's a battle royal, you could do anything. You give someone a goose, five-finger fox catcher, or whatever have you, and no one's the wiser because everything's going on. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and it just was, uh, you know, Chad, if you're watching this, thank you. Thank you for, for having fun with me back when mm -hmm. I was just off office assistant and having me ref and then actually take some bumps and and kind of learn like if I'm ever in a situation where I've got to you know really mix it up in there to throw some shots that are kind of like signature wrestling uh mm -hmm. strikes but also ones that I can't kind of mess up mm -hmm. you know because if I was trying to do a forearm or a punch I'm not a fighter I'm not a boxer I don't know how to do that Bruiser never showed me Earl never showed me but it was my time in the ring with Chad just messing around mm -hmm. that uh you know I I kind of gave him those Mongolian you know the side deals <laughs> yeah. and the, the thrust up into the throat and you know Chad's you know holding his windpipe and stuff <laughs> like that so you know in this in this instance where I was called on to participate in this battle royal this hardcore battle royal I was out there and after examining the footage I don't look that bad so thank you Chad <laughs> for um you know you know Put me on that path to eventually being able to know my way around a ring if I happen to find myself in there. Well, that is that is a, a good story. I liked your segue because I was actually going to bring that up that you had uh, shared with me that you had wrestled over Halloween weekend. But that was uh, quite a show <laughs> that we were talking about before we went on the air tonight. That was one of those um, death death matches, right? Well, well not everything. Not just everything, the main event. The, the main, main event was a huge uh, FMWE style death match, which is a lot of fire, barbed wire um, just hardcore business. Um, but, you know, there's always an undercard to something like that, a spectacle like that. And in th this show, H2O Destiny, which kudos to Matt Tremont and his wife Chrissy uh, for putting it all together. It was in a, a magnificent baseball stadium in Trenton, New Jersey. I guess kind of like, you know, our Ripken Stadium out mm -hmm. there, kind of like, you know, for the minor leagues or whatnot. But it was it was great. They didn't fill the place, but that's okay. Uh, the, it's the hard to fill a baseball stadium. We've done shows there. MCW's run shows at baseball stadiums. It's hard to fill it. Even right. with an international talent like Onita, it wasn't it wasn't full. Um, but everyone was was raucous, mm -hmm. excited, and they definitely saw things that they probably weren't expecting to see, like Larry Legend in the Hardcore Battle Royal, <laughs> uh, which was a surprise. I didn't even know that I was. I I just came, I tagged along. I, uh -huh. I did a, a very rare. Hey, you guys going to show? I'll get in the car and it's Halloween. Why not okay. go see the show? And you know, I arrived and people were like, "You're here." We're putting you in the battle royal. And I'm like, you are? <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah. So, well, I'm just glad you were not set on fire like the guy in the main event. Yeah, it was um, actually a harrowing uh, thing for me to observe. I can imagine. I don't know how. I mean, thank goodness it was outside when I saw the video of that. Thank goodness it was outside. But wow. I mean, you, that's I don't know how I would feel about watching that. Well, I'll tell you this much from the backstage area. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Nat, but. From the backstage area, I never had seen Matt Tremont, the bulldozer, uh, in the frame of mind that he was in before he went out there. Yeah. First of all, this was his first match back from retiring a year ago. Um, so he was coming back into the fray, and he was doing a match that was going to end in some sort of fiery explosion. Mm -hmm. So the potential of being injured was a lot heightened, and he almost was unapproachable, just kind of pacing, you know, wasn't with his opponent, you know. Mm -hmm. you, we know how it is in the backstage area. A lot of the times you're with your opponent. You're talking, Onita's all the way in another side mm -hmm. of the arena. You said he'd worked with an Onita before. So yeah, I'd worked with him it. before, yeah. so But this was a, a one-on-show showdown uh, in the States, which 
every time that they had fought before, it had kind of turned into a tag affair or, mm-hmm. you know, something where it was like Onita, who is 63 years old, by the way, uh, could kind of be protected in his waning wow. years. Yeah. I oh, did yeah. not know that. 63 years old. Atsushi Onita started FMW, came to the United oh. States in a rare appearance and fought Matt Tremont. Yeah, I'm wow. sure a lot of people my age were really drawn into that. Just, you know, back in the 90s, it was Onita. That was where we got the tapes. If you're collecting videotapes, Onita and Funk and all those old death matches from FMW, that's, mm-hmm. we had to see it. It was all over the internet. This is the match you gotta see if you're a hardcore fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of uh, Onita is a, a mystical figure in the world of pro mm-hmm. wrestling. So that, uh, and you know, Nat, that is, that is what makes me love pro wrestling more than anything else that is like athletic. I always bring this up. Whenever you're watching like football or baseball and like your team is losing, there's no chance that all of a sudden Cal Ripken's just going to come out of the dugout and be like, hey, you know what? You guys <laughs> need it. I'm going to give it to you one more time. But, you know, in pro wrestling, it is not too far-fetched of an idea to think that Mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Kane, will right. one day appear in the Royal Rumble again and choke slam someone. Or sure. The Undertaker at 70 years old will come out and give, like, you know, the most pitiful-looking big boot ever, but we'll still pop for it because it's the nostalgia of, there's our guy. There's our guy. He's right, back right. for one little thing, you know? <laughs> Um, Tony Saragusa can't do that anymore. So uh, it's one of the fun parts about wrestling. You get to the legends never die. Absolutely. So the big thing this week is the Shamrock Cup. Mm-hmm. We're in yes, Shamrock indeed. Week. Yep. So, and we're going to talk about it when we come back from the quick break. But um, if you are speaking of nostalgia, uh, we have to talk about our Flashback Friday of real quick. We give this our listeners this week's Flashback Friday, which is seasons beating back in 2015. So not super ancient or anything, but it's EC3 versus Brandon Scott. Um, it was the first time we'd had EC3 here, I believe, and um, he was teamed up against he was paired up against uh brandon scott who's of course one of our fan favorites here so check that out on flashback friday and uh we'll be right back after this break engage with the mcw cast on facebook youtube and twitch for a chance to get your questions answered on a future episode of the cast or send us a tweet with the hashtag ask mcw cast and we are back with the MCW cast. We're going to be talking a little bit about Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup since this is the big week leading up to Friday here in Joppa. We're going to be bringing back a couple of the stars who've won in the past. One of those, Brandon Scott, who we just mentioned, is the reigning MCW Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup champion. So I'm sure he's interested in repeating. There's only been a few people who've repeated in the past, but uh, since I remember from back in the day, Working with Shane Shamrock, there's not a lot of us who go back and actually got to spend any time in the ring with him. So when I was training at Bonebreakers, you know, that was the era where they beat all of us trainees up. Mm -hmm. And Shane was one of those because I heard about how much he got it when he was training. Yeah. uh, From Axel, from Ian. Um, Dan's talked about that a lot. And Shane was not shy to give it to all of us. And and I remember that was the first time I'd ever taken a snap suplex. Uh, Shane grabbed me and it was... You know, lying on the mat, not knowing how I got there, and thinking back to watching Dynamite Kid when I was growing up watching wrestling. You know, so that's what it feels like. Yeah. That wasn't really pleasant. Uh, but Shane was just the toughest little guy and uh, deserves the, the, the memory that we provide, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we're honoring his legacy because he was an incredibly tough wrestler uh, and, and so impressive in everything he did in the ring. Uh, really strove to be the best he could. Uh, he was one of these little guys who just 
wasn't willing to be just a little guy. He yeah. was willing to get out there and give it his all, fight as hard as he could. And uh, I still remember just, you know, how shocked we were on the day that we learned he'd passed. And uh, I'm glad we're still doing this all these years later. Yeah. Yeah, any excuse to get Sharon in the MCW arena <laughs> and, and get, you know, little Brady up there yeah. and the rest of his family is She's a welcome. The, the family's great. You know, yeah. they, some of them have had birthday parties here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an extended family. I do just want to point out that Brandon Scott is technically the longest reigning Shamrock Cup champion since we had the year off. So he, for everybody uh, listening, he won in 2019. He did not defend it in 2020, obviously. So he technically has held the title for over two years now because we are in November. Well, I guess it depends who you talk to because Andy Weinberg's <laughs> got a completely different opinion about that. Indeed he does. And he's not afraid to voice it to uh, the, the president of MCW Pro, Mr. Phil Stamper. Yes, well, you know, on the championship committee, myself, um, I've had to have an earful of it as well. So, uh, you know, Nat, why don't you, do you want to clue our Well, sure. So, they haven't yeah, picked up back on in, in Millersville in October, uh, James Ellsworth beat Brandon Scott. And, you know, depending on who was watching, it looked like there was a little bit of interference from Andy. Oh, some chicanery. Could yeah, some chicanery. Yeah, just maybe. Uh, so since that point in time, Andy's claiming that James Ellsworth is now the Sham Shamrock Memorial Cup winner because he beat the existing winner. Uh, that being said, James Ellsworth isn't going to be here Friday. The winner's circle does have an entrant with Sam Adonis in the cup. So, you know, we'll see if maybe Sam could come out as this year's champion. But now that's just not the way titles are won. It has to be a sanctioned title match. You can't just say, well, I beat a champion, so therefore now I'm a champion. Like, it doesn't work that way. It, it works that way in Andy's head. And yes, that's, yes. that's the key. It's when you have a manager like a Bobby the Brain Heenan that they, they kind of bring up all of these things, like the logic behind, you know, whatever is their argument. And a lot of the times when you think of those Paulies, those James E. Cornettes, a lot of the times what they say makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And James Ellsworth, by hook or by crook, beat Brandon Scott. So, you know. This is true. It, yes, it, it yes. doesn't work that way from the championship committee, but at the same time, and I think a lot of the fans are like, well, Andy does kind of have a point. We don't like him, but mm. uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how. Do you think so? Because I don't think there's a single fan in our fan base who's legitimate, <laughs> legitimizing that Ellsworth is our Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup champion for the year. This is true. Well, I mean, and I don't think that people take Andy Weinberg as seriously as Andy Weinberg takes himself. You know, um, the other day he posted a uh, little blast from the past video of an evening when we went on a date. And um, the, the, some of the comments people were posting um, were basically giving him a hard time. And, uh, you know, so they weren't taking him seriously. But it was kind of funny if you, you know, if you happen to follow Andy Weinberg on social media, he did post that last week. But, was uh, he it trying was... to discredit you as a member of the championship committee? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, well, you know, I I'm don't know. Have, have you take... seen that video? I haven't seen that video, so no. It was from 27, 2017, actually. Um, and we went on a date at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And it is a quite a, um unusual date. So I'll just say that out there that, you know, um, maybe we can throw that up on Flashback Friday. <laughs> but... Sounds like a hoot. <laughs> Is what it sounds well, like. it was interesting. So, um, but it, he did post that. I guess it was uh, 
you know, one of those flashbacks that pop up on your timeline or whatever. And uh, yeah, so sometimes I love those. Sometimes I hate them. I, yes, I think that we all agree with that. So, so regardless of the case that Andy's trying to make, Brandon Scott is in the tournament mm-hmm. this year. He's going to try to be, I think, the third person who would be repeating as a Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Actually, have a uh, the fourth as we've got Joey, Christian and Leo of all. Yep, Joey, Christian, and Leo have all multiple-time mm-hmm. winners of the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he will be the fourth person to, if he can if he can squeak it out, I mean, not to discredit Brandon Scott at all, Mr. Excellent, he certainly is, uh, you know, a formidable force here in MCW Pro and has been for a while, but that yeah, would be a, a feather in the cap of Brandon Scott if he could become a multiple-time Shane Shamrock Memorial well, Cup winner. And going into Shane, uh, that particular year where the Shamrock Cup was kind of unique because Brandon had come so close yes, so many years in a row. I and remember. so, you know, in 2018, the fans were like, oh, this is going to be Brandon's year. This is going to be Brandon's year. You know, 2017. Like, you know, so he has a history here of where the fans really wanted to see him do this thing. And so, you know, I think he's going to have that kind of fan favorite advantage and he's going to have the people behind him. Like, can he be in the same league as, you know, Joey, Christian, Leo Rush? Well, I mean, he's got the odds stacked against him with the winner's circle closely watching uh, anything that he does to make sure that he is not uh, a multiple-time Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winner. But, um, yeah, anything can happen at the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, as we've seen many years in the past. And who would have thought that one day we would be across the table from one another going into Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup 20. Do you remember WrestleMania 20? How significant, (laughs) how much of a milestone that was to think, wow, I watched 10 I watched one. Mm-hmm. They've done 20 iterations yeah. of this. All right. Well, I we weren't anticipating it. We're looking at the trophy right now. There's not enough spots anymore. So yeah. I, I've heard Dan talk about maybe adding on to the trophy or, or doing something to, maybe to make sure Maybe you could do it on the sides, yeah. you know, where the plaques are, because we only have room for 18 on the front. So maybe, you know, go along the sides or something. But yeah, that's uh, that just shows what a testament it is. And the thing I think that makes it so unique is that this is the one show that draws people from all over not just the country but all over the world so we in the months even years leading up to every shane shamrock cup we get people sending in their videos sending in you know their resumes hey i really want to work for you you know and this is a you know traditionally it's you know it's a cruiser a focus on cruiser weights and um you know there's a lot of great up-and-coming wrestlers out there and this is one that just draws from all over so this is a time if you're a longtime mcw fan this is a unique show for you because we bring in lots of people who you would not typically see on an mcw show and that just shows you know just how big it's become because people are we're not going after other people they're coming after us to work here at on this occasion because it, it is you know not just meaningful but you know it's a big deal yeah and you got tremendous talents who've mm-hmm. come through and have ended up you see them on tv every week adam cole's a former champion uh, we've had people like sammy callahan uh, i remember a few years ago we had tomaso champa here yeah uh, that was he a was, great one i do yeah remember that, that was terrific him against leo rush, leo rush was just an incredible matchup so it's great to see all the people who use this as just another way of getting themselves up into the big time where they're they're appearing on national television. Yeah. And the added bonus is they have to come back the next year and defend it. That's right. <laughs> so you kind of sign up to at least be seen multiple times if you right. win. Um, also, I just think it's a great uh, uh, step in the journey. Uh, tournaments. You're, it's prestigious. You've got your best of the best by CZW, your Super 8 Cup. 
uh, or Super 8 by uh, ECWA, or uh, and then you've got the Super J Cup, which uh, had a, a classic confrontation between MCW's Keenan Creed and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And that's what tournaments like this provide, is those dream match confrontations that go down in history. Amazing Red and Ruckless Youth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe, uh, they were just talking on uh, MCW uh, Backstage Pass with uh, right. Nicole and, and Kim, and they were talking about... Hey, Michael's 8th Avenue, you <laughs> open a match, you know, um, you know. And oh, my gosh. They weren't even old enough to be in the Shane Shamrock Cup. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. We did. we could only use them in Delaware. We cut a lot of 16. corners for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had to use them sparingly. <laughs> Can you think back to maybe one of your favorite MCW Shane Shang Memorial Cup memories? Mm. I know you got to have one. I don't know. Um, I'll get the ball rolling. Okay, go ahead. How about... Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, the last one we did for Michael's 8th Avenue, where right before the main event, I wrestled tough enough Scott Chong to take it back oh, to, wow. like, you know, just having a match, uh, you know, uh, in 2021 in Trenton. Right. Uh, and if you watch that match, all I'm giving him is chops. All I'm doing <laughs> is chopping him down to size. Hasa! You know, all in the quarters. So, yeah, that was, and that was another instance where it was like, Larry, you want to have a match? And I'm like, what? I guess, you know. So, um, yeah, my, my, by far, uh, to be selfish is what I, what I wrestled. I wrestled a match at one of the Shane Shane okay. Memorial Cups in the past in Michaels. Uh, so, for me, it's, you know, after I stopped performing, coming back for the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup was something I had to do every year uh, because it's, it's like a reunion. Yeah. Everyone from MCW in the past is here backstage and i love the tradition that we have of all of us coming down and surrounding the ring when it gets to the final guys Uh, it just shows how much everyone who's been here even if they're not on the shows anymore loves and respects what mcw's created over the years Mm -hmm. so actually i was going to talk about that too so for years i was a heel so i didn't get to go ringside i always had to be up on the uh, stage you know where all the heels were and everything and i remember the first time that i got to go ringside for it it was like 2016 maybe so it wasn't that long ago it was a very brief period where i was with the hellcats for about a year and a half and it was so cool being down there because you could feel the energy radiating and when everybody starts slapping on the mat at the same time your hands are bloody like not bloody but like bright red and bruised and everybody's into it and you just feed off of the energy from the guys in the ring when it comes down to those final two and then it just spreads like wildfire around everybody and for me i thought that was like such a cool experience because i'd only ever witnessed it from the stage you know and in fact so many years you know, I'm like the little one in the back. Like, you can't even see me because there's so many guys standing there. And so, you know, I wouldn't push in front. But, you know, so it was just, I, I think that that is such a unique thing that we can share kind of with them. Like, we're there on that journey. And I think when it comes down to those final two, it doesn't matter who wins. Like, everybody down there is just for either one of them at that point. You know, like, it, yeah. it's it's just because it's the best of the best. It is. It's establishing stars. There's people who come out of those finals are going on to bigger and better things and, and really being recognized by the wrestling community as a whole. That If you win the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, it really counts for something. Mm-hmm. So who are some of the, uh, the people we can see performing in this year's? Anybody looking over the lineup, Larry, anybody sticking out in your mind as like the person to watch? And then I'll throw the same thing to you too, Nat. Well, I got my eye on two of the participants. Number one, I, and I, I might be wrong in this, but I think he may be making his MCW Pro debut, Jake Christ, okay. uh, is a, a longtime veteran of the ring from the Ohio area, Dayton, Ohio. 
former member of the Irish, Irish Airborne. Um, I'm quite familiar with him. He's tournament tested. And um, I, I am going to really be looking forward to seeing him tear it up here in MCW Pro. And then also another individual that's really just been tearing it up on the scene, Ninja Mac, okay. is going to be in the cup this year. I believe he's going to be facing uh, Sam Adonis in opening opening round qualifying match um, action. So I will be looking forward to Ninja Mac and Jake Crest. Also, it'll be cool to see Shannon Moore. Yeah, that's I was, where I was going to yeah, go. Yeah, you know, uh, didn't mean to steal your thunder, but uh, yeah. So what were you? I mean, from, from my perspective, it's great to see guys who've been around for a long time, who've had that presence on national television already and coming in and maybe even trying to reestablish uh, and get the name back out there. So Shannon Moore is someone, when I saw that name come up as a, a participant this year, that was, I was really surprised and, and very excited to see someone who's been there and done that coming in and joining our tournament. Yeah. He's such a different looking individual in his waning years, I've noticed, um, from the kind of long-haired um, teeny bopper, you know, magazine, you know, kid uh, that was accompanying Matt Hardy during that version one era of SmackDown, I remember vividly. And then also his time in WCW, he's 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 a cruiserweight, but he's a, he's a man now, you know, so... Well, you bring up not a, that he wasn't a man in the past. You bring up a great point know. that pretty much all of our contestants in the Shamrock qualifying matches are experienced, except for one, and he comes right out of MCW Training Center and has been making quite a scene. And I'm talking about Action Andretti. You know, as far as the other competitors are concerned, he's a relative newcomer. I mean, he's been here for a few years, but you know, we obviously had the big shutdown for a year and a half, so nobody saw him. And um, you know, he's really making a name for himself and starting to get out there. And so, you know, I wonder will his youthful enthusiasm be enough to propel him to the next round or you know is this going to be a case where you know experience is going to pay off and just having that wisdom and the the experience of having done tournament matches as you had mentioned um, about some of the competitors like sure. where is that going to play out for him the pressure is on this is going to mm -hmm. be one of the highest profile matches if not the highest profile match he's ever had so mm -hmm. sometimes with the, the the young kids coming out they feel that pressure and don't live up to it, but action's been, he's been on fire. Like you said, it's, uh, it's been very impressive to see what he's done in the MCW ring. Uh, I, I think he's going to do really well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fares. And also another newcomer that's in the fray this year, mm -hmm. the golden boy, Miles Hawkins. Right, true. I didn't mean to not talk about him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you kind of jostled. You I, I went straight to Action Andretti. I'm sorry. I was glancing down. So, so, um, there are two competitors. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's That's quite all right. But I was thinking that that's where you were going. But then you actually <laughs> reminded me that Action as well. Right, is right. Is going to be a newcomer into the fray? Yeah. Well, and you know, we sorry. We've been seeing both of them. Um, really have some high-profile matches here yeah. in MCW. You know, we had la uh, just recently at Monster Mash, um, Miles Hawkins and Ken Dixon, you know, uh, you know, and both of these guys are getting a lot of experience. Yeah, and, and Monster Mash as mm -hmm. well, Tony Deppin and Action right. Andretti. That's right. So. Yeah, Miles has gotten a lot of uh, battle testing recently. Yeah. Even yeah. before that, he fought Drolux not that long ago in the dog collar match here. And, you know, see, he's, he's proven he's uh, tough and really could step up and, and be a surprise in the tournament. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, assuming that they advance, you know, past their first match, I mean, you got to figure they're going to go into whatever their first uh, matchup is with all the energy and fire that they can possibly have. And then if they beat their opponent, they've got to bring that same energy, but amped up 10 times to the next round. 
you know, I mean, this could be a case where their youth will actually work in their favor, you know. Yeah, indeed. Stamina. Right. That's the word. <laughs> now, I will say that the two I'm most looking forward to seeing are actually Luke and Perry Hawks. Ah, um, yes, indeed. So, you know, uh, I don't know if you've all have watched Heels, but of course, uh, Luke Hawks had a role in that, not just as a performer, but he was putting together the matches for the actors to do on that show. It's a fantastic show. If you haven't watched it on Stars, please do. But um, he and his son are, you know, they both work out of Louisiana, out of Wildcat Sports. And I've never seen them together before, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. You know, um, could we see them facing each other? In fact, in a in a qualifying match. Well, it bears mentioning as well. We were already talking about Brandon Scott is have a, he has a chance to become a repeat champion, but Luke Hawks has also been a Shane Shamrock. That's right champion and uh, so maybe he's the surprise and and he's going to be the, the guy who joins joey christian and leo as a repeat champion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or could it be his protege his son getting his first shot i mean i i love the just ambiguity about that and that it could go to either one like those actually, are the two i'm looking actually as the gears turn in my head since luke hawk has already been changing your memorial cup winner what if luke hawk luke hawks throws the match and, you know, intentionally goes out there and hurts his opponent, knowing that, you know, his son will be able to pick up. You, you oh, never know. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the machinations of a father-son duo. Right. Especially when one has already been crowned king. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the heir apparent to the throne. He wants to make yeah. it so that his boy is uh, the first ever father-son. Wow. wow. This is like dynamic. Just even considering <laughs> it. I'm glad you threw that out there on the table. Yeah, he's got some ulterior motivations for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's what makes this tournament so unique. You know, mm -hmm. we just, there's so many twists and turns that it can take. And that's the thing. There's nobody that enters this competition that couldn't be a winner. And that's what's really special about it. You yeah. know, um, it, it's just not one of those where you think, oh, that, they definitely have the advantage. It, mm -hmm. It's anybody's game here. And they all want it. Yeah. Well, Time will tell. With that said, <laughs> we're going to take one last break here, and then we're going to come back right here on the MCW cast and wrap it up with a little bit more Shane Shamrock Memorial Talk. Fuel the MCW cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash mcwcast. All right, since we've been talking so much about this exciting tournament, I wanted to throw out there that there are still some great seats remaining. It'll be right here in Joppa, Maryland at the MCW Arena. And you can, of course, get your tickets at mcwprowrestling.com. Or if you'd like to go in person, you can go to our licensed ticket retailer, which is Hideaway Collectibles right on Hollabird Avenue in lovely Dundalk, right down the street from Jimmy's famous seafood, home of the Bruiser Burger and pumpkin spice crab cakes. I just want to throw that out there. I have not tried them yet, but I plan on it. But Hideaway Collectibles is your place for Funko Pops, wrestling memorabilia, collectibles, you name it, and they have got it there. And if you caught them at the Toy Expo at Benfield Sports Arena last weekend, maybe you picked up some of that cool merchandise because, and I know I've said this before, you just never know who we're going to bring in here and when. So you want to make sure you've got those um, collectibles out there that could potentially be autographed and maybe worth some money one day. Absolutely. And real quick, before we wrap up here, I know we've been talking a lot about the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup and our memories. Real quick, just want to give a huge 
condolences to the family of a legend, Tom Cassati, recently passed away, uh, a figure in many of the Shamrock Cups mm -hmm. in the past, and someone that will be missed around here at MCW Pro. So from all of us at the MCW Pro family to the to the family of Tom Cassati, he was a member of our family, our extended family, and uh, we wish you our heartfelt condolences on the passing of such a great, great man. Yep. Um, Absolutely. He, it, that, that one really got me. Yeah. You know, it, cause we had, you know, I'd known him for years, but we had gotten close over the you last two that. years. Yeah. Um, after Bruiser had gotten diagnosed, he had reached out and, you know, we just connected and I don't sleep a lot and he's up late at night. And mm. so we would just have these hours long talks over the phone and chatting. And, you know, I'm so thankful that I got that, but gosh, that really just kind of hit me. It was like, oh, I, didn't see that coming you yeah. know it's just a reminder but. to hug your loved ones and look your your colleagues and friends in the eyes let them know that you care about them yeah. you're you're happy to have been around them for decades now nat and tara who are <laughs> right across the table from that. Yeah. yeah and uh i can still hear the whistle oh, gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh yes. piercing whistle yes. yep well um Gentlemen, I'm going to let you all take it over from here. I know you have lots to talk about with the Shang Shamrock Cup. And also, don't forget, we've got Hollywood the very next night on the 13th. So that we make our big year and a half return yeah. to, uh, well, it's been a, a little over that. So uh, anyway, I've got to head out some championship committee business to attend to. So uh, enjoy the rest of the cast, everyone. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, Tara. Bye, Tara. Bye-bye. Show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. You can pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Visit teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. So we've talked about the tournament, but we haven't talked about some of the other matches on the card yet. And we've got a big championship match with Brian Johnson against Moses. Oh, yes, so the new number one contender is solidified at Monster Mash. Moses uh, will be getting his opportunity to fight Brian Johnson for the uh, championship. My money's on Moses. He's certainly motivated going in, but uh, like we see from Brian Johnson, every time he speaks, Mecca versus everyone, and uh, I think he's prepared for someone like Moses. They know yeah. each other very well. Indeed. Well, that and so much more at the Shane Chandler Memorial Cup 20. Who knows? We might have some luminaries in attendance. I wouldn't be surprised if Leo Rush popped up. You know, he's been been around, you know, if he could find time in his schedule, you know, between doing AEW and... Well, you know, his, his heart's with MCW. He comes back and visits every once in a while. It's always good to see him. And that's what I'm saying. You really feel the love on Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup nights, and that's why, who knows, well, who'll pop up just to kind of... Uh, carouse and and be with their friends you know one more one more time uh in in honor of shane shamrock brian hauser yep uh and a couple other championship matches as well uh we've got megan bain against ray lynn our champion uh, oh yes so ray lynn's been really showing uh, that she's a fighting champion she's willing to take on everybody here and it doesn't matter who it is she seems prepared for everyone who comes against her but uh this is gonna be megan bain's i think first match in mcw uh, well she fought at monster match okay yeah she that's actually right. had that's a, right. uh, a successful debut at mcw pro defeating former mcw women's champ gia scott uh in a uh, a classic confrontation that's quite right. frankly so, okay so that that definitely positions her as the number one contender and, indeed uh, yeah and um uh very just a re a, a real a real sight to be held, pardon me, action, for calling her that. Uh, but there's a lot to be said in an entrance and nailing it. 
And if Megan Bain didn't nail that entrance, it made it very easy for that ghoulish ring announcer to refer to her as Megasis, Megan Bain, uh, with just the grandeur of how she took the stage at MCW Monster Mash. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that a lot. Yep. And then the uh, three-way match for the Tag Team Championship. So, Oh, yes. Yeah. Dante had... and uh, G-Fed making waves. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, not Dante. R- Ryo. Ryo and G-Fed. G-Fed. Uh, pardon me, uh, Dante Caballero and uh, Ryo. But, uh, yeah, making waves and, you know, picking up wins left and right. And now have positioned themselves to actually become MCW Tag Team Champions. Yeah, and it's so... It's one of those unique things about wrestling is sometimes you get these teams that don't seem like they would mesh, but... Yeah, G-Fed and Ryo, just, they get along. And yeah. you can see it every time they hang out. It's clear that they've partied together a little bit as well. And I know Ryo from his past. He can party. So, yeah, con- combustible situation. And everybody likes a tag team extravaganza. Yeah, when absolutely. you've got three teams going, it's it's wild and wooly, let me tell you. Yeah, and Chuck Lennox and Drolix. And then our champions, Seduce and Destroy. That's right. Who have proven themselves to be a very formidable tag team. There's a reason they're our champions. And uh, now in this three-way match, we'll see how they can do against a team that has really proven itself with Drolix and Chuck, and then our new upstarts, Ryo and G-Fed. You know, I got to tell you, I can't stand a three-way dance. I'm sorry, I can't stand a triple threat when the tag team or a championship is on, on the line because essentially the champions don't even have to be pinned. You know, if Black Wall Street, uh, Drolix is able to score a pin on Ryo, it's over. And Ryo's not even the MCW Tag Team Champion. But just by default being involved in the match, it's one thing that I've always been kind of a pet peeve of mine. Um, I am a bigger fan of the three-way dance where one team's eliminated and then the last two teams square off. Uh, sort of a more mano mano showdown. So Right. Well, if you hear Joe Keyes and Bro Keller talking about it, they seem to think that Phil Stamper's got it in for them. You know, he's he's the reason that Ryo and G-Fed even have another shot after uh, they had a countout win over Seduce and Destroy in Millersville just last month. That's right. So that's, that's you know, Phil clearly got the best of seduce and destroy and put them in a position where i think they just feel like the world's against them especially when our gm is lining up all these competitors and putting them in a three-way dance like you said they don't even have to be in the pinfall to lose the belts yeah well you know what they they kind of cowardly left the match in in millersville um and then ryo was able to eke out that win over joe keys at monster match so all signs are pointing to the fact that g fed and ryo deserve another opportunity um so I'm looking forward to it, Nat. I'm looking forward to the entire Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. Brent Tearing's going to be there. Deacon Storm's going to be there. Pat Anthony's going to be there. We're all going to be there. And uh, we want you there, too. So We do, and it's a double-shot weekend for MCW. So we turn around the next night and return to Hollywood for the first time in almost two years. Yeah, it kind of is strange to have the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup be a part of the Autumn Armageddon Tour. You know, this will be the first Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup that we ever had, not in July, right? Which is uh, the, typically the birthday of MCW Pro. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting experience to enter the MCW arena on a cold night to uh, enjoy the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. But uh, you're right, the Autumn Armageddon Tour rolls right into Hollywood the next night. So we want to see you at both of those mega events for us here at MCW Pro. Absolutely, it's going to be a, a heck of a weekend. 
Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our fans who come to Joppa regularly will make that road trip down. Oh, to gosh, yeah. It's not that far. Not and this far is potentially going to be the first chance to see whoever wins the tournament yes. in competition. Yeah, there's always that moment where you see, you know, your your reckless youth come out for the first time with the actual beautiful Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup championship belt. And who knows? It might be Brandon Scott. It might. And, you know, if it's not Sam Adonis, I'm kind of curious to see what Andy Weinberg does when he's been protesting the tournament all along. Yeah, it might be a way that we finally can rid ourselves of the winner's circle here at MCW Pro. We'll have to wait and see how the championship committee and President Phil Stamper handle that. So many things that I just uh, am looking forward to, and I know that you are too. Well, Matt, Tara dipped out of the room just a moment ago, and I think that at this point... We can wrap up this special edition of the MCW cast, taking a look back at all things Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. I want to thank you for joining us here. Thank you for having me. It's a blast to come in here and co-host it. I'm looking forward to other opportunities to do this in the future. Well, we're looking forward to having you again in the future, and we're looking forward to seeing you fans at the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup on Friday night, November the 12th, and looking forward to seeing you right back here next Tuesday for another insightful edition of the MCW cast. For Platinum Nat, the lovely Tara... I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you all next week.